This is from What the Gut. This podcast is truly the highlight of my week. You three are extremely knowledgeable. Plus, the intro song is too dang good. <laughs> There's nothing greater than Fridays with good nature. <laughs> Aww. Oh. This one is from EDT003. I need Ari to wear a chef's hat during the podcast. <laughs> other, other than that, five stars. <laughs> I, I don't know if you need that. But. <laughs> <laughs> chef, did you ever wear a chef's hat? Yeah. Like in, in any of your jobs? Yeah, well, culinary school. You wear yeah. Every day, yeah. one of the one of the paper ones, but yeah. then when you get out and in the real world, it's kind of just like a baseball hat or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's another Friday. This week I did it my way. I made lots of juice, and now I feel a boost. Baby, say oh, it's the way I make my juice. Pressing fruits and roots. This week I did it my way. Baby, say oh, now let's have some fun. There is nothing greater than Friday's nature. What's up, my juicy, 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 juice lovers? Welcome to Good... <laughs> Nature Radio. This is your host, Charlie Wetloff, are joined by the two top juice business consultants in the world, Chef Ari Sexton and Olivia Esquivel. They are also our superstar <laughs> instructors. Good Nature School of Juice. Use code GN Radio for $100 off any School of Juice course. You can do that at learn.goodnature.com. Good Nature Radio is a weekly Friday podcast where the juicing industry comes to get help starting growing a juice business. To request consulting or leave us a message, go over to goodnature.com slash radio. Join in on the discussion of the Good Nature Juicing Facebook group. Just go on Facebook and search for Good Nature Juicing. The private group up to almost 5,000 members. What? How is that oh. even possible? Oh gosh. I know there are that many people that know who Good Nature is. It's amazing. That's awesome. Uh, shop in bulk on the Good Nature Marketplace at goodnature.com. We've recently onboarded Scott's Holistic Sea Moss, which is the highest quality sea moss we've been able to find. What's What's cool is like if you go on the product pages there and you see the pictures of the scuba divers underwater um, or the free divers like picking the sea moss, they actually went out and shot that for us specifically for the marketplace. Oh, how awesome. Um, so that is not a stock photo. They are actually out there diving and picking the sea moss for y'all um really high quality stuff you can make a very profitable sea moss gel out of it mm-hmm. and we have a uh, recipe on the marketplace or on our website for that as well goodnature.com slash recipes uh where chef ari himself has created over a hundred recipes we just have for free on the website now and let me just make that clear lots of people will charge you for stock recipes that they sell mm-hmm. to the same people over and over and over. We see it mm-hmm. in the industry. Multiple, yes. quote-unquote, consultants out there selling the same recipes to multiple people. If you want great recipes that aren't unique to you, we, we have them for free on our website. Just go to the website. Mm-hmm. Created those. You can use those, no problem. But if, if you do want truly custom to your business, then that's Chef Ari's specialty. Uh, you can request consulting goodnature.com slash radio. He never gives the same recipe twice to anyone. I think that's a common sort of fear people have of 
paying all this money for that we're just going to sell you the same recipes we sold yeah. somebody else. And not the well, case. It's, it's your likes too. So we set up a call. We talk about your style yeah. that you're trying to achieve. Start from scratch and then build a menu around what you like and dislike off what we know that works. Yeah, and also it goes way beyond juice. Already does smoothies, acai bowls, sea moss gel, salads, wraps, avocado toast, whatever you want. Ari's done it all. Uh, before he's working for Good Nature, he's developing all kinds of food and beverage recipes for other companies and chefs and everything. So he's he's done it all. Uh, everything from acai to uh, what's the Z? What do we say in zeolite. your book? Zeolite. zeolite. <laughs> <laughs> I think one person puts zeolite in their juice. And... <laughs> what yeah. is that? It's a uh, mineral. <laughs> People oh. have. <laughs> I, but, I think, uh, yeah, not very common. <laughs> anyway, anything from A to Z. I can help you out with. Um, Olivia, you've been getting a ton of branding and graphic design work lately which is awesome to see oh my gosh it's been so fun yeah and his range the spectrum from wrapping people's um juice trucks which has been really fun there's a highlight of that on the good nature facebook um page from deep roots out in louisiana that was a lot of fun to just doing labels or collateral um it's crazy how we can find something fresh every single time, even though we're all in the same industry, everybody wants green. It seems like everybody wants some sort of botanical or, you know, veggie look. And so, um, it's a lot of fun just recreating something for each person. Yeah. That's awesome. I've seen some of the work. It's really cool. Yeah. Thanks. Doing some great work there. All right. So today the topic of conversation is machine maintenance. So, uh, this was requested on the Facebook group about a topic for the podcast and you know we like to deliver to our audience what they want to hear and what they want to watch today we're going to be talking about maintenance uh we're going to talk about a couple different categories there's the x1 machine which is like you know there's a lot more maintenance involved on a big machine like the x1 and then there's X1 Mini and M1, which we're going to group together because those are very similar machines. It's basically the same technology in both machines. One is just bigger than the other. So, and then we'll go over maintenance specifics, and then we'll talk about training staff on maintenance as well. So we can start with the X1 because there's more involved there. I think, uh, first of all, let's talk about keeping a sharp blade on the grinder, on the AG260 grinder. Mm -hmm. Ari, what, why do you think it's important to keep, make sure you have a fresh blade on there? Uh, it's, number one is really the quality of juice, the end product. You know, it's, it's kind of, so when you have juices, you make it, uh, the quality is definitely reflected with a lot of different factors, uh, but a sharp blade, You'll notice it right away. And and what I refer to as kind of finding out if there's an issue with the quality of juice, look at your green juice blends because those kind of react a lot quicker. Like if you have separation on a carrot or beet blend, it might not happen or be as noticeable. 
look at your green juices. So if, if they're dull and you're running that blade, you'll see the green will start to oxidize, maybe not as vibrant for as long, and it, it could even do like separation just because you're bruising the produce after the blade gets dull. So that's kind of one of the number one causes for separation. And I would say that it's not obvious. Like if you have an X1, if you've had it for a while, the blade slowly gets dull. So it's not like a noticeable change. Mm -hmm. But then once you put a sharp blade on there, it's like, whoa, you know, what I've been mm -hmm. missing my whole life. It's so much easier. Stuff just passes through like a saw, like, zzz, you know, just goes right through. Yeah. But it, I'll often walk into juice bars, you know, go in their kitchen to check it out. And they're like really pushing really hard to get stuff through the blade. Mm -hmm. And that's because the blade is dull and they've never changed it. Yeah. And it makes a big difference. You, when you push that hard, you bruise the fruit, um, which like Ari says, will cause more separation. It'll cause stuff to change color. So it's really important to keep a sharp blade on there. As a maintenance guy's guide says, I think it, what does it say? It changed every one to three months, depending on use, mm -hmm. I believe. So, by the way, we do have maintenance guides for our machines. Easiest way to find is just Google maintenance guide, Good Nature X1, and the first link that comes up, you'll find it. For new purchases, we do actually ship it with. The X1 comes with a maintenance guide that you can actually hang on the wall. That's a waterproof print, printed like 17 by 11 thing. We also sell them on our website if you want one to hang in your kitchen on the wall. Um, and it just tells you how often you should be replacing everything. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, so that's important. The X1 especially is like a real machine. It's kind of like yeah. maintaining like the engine of a car or something like those things you, you got to do to keep it running. All right. Yeah. So there's the blade. Keep that sharp. Let's talk about making sure everything's tight. You should be tightening the bolts, the nuts and bolts on that thing regularly. We send it with a toolkit. Every X1 comes with a toolkit. So you have everything you need to do this. Um, tighten the bolts on the cylinders. That's a big problem. We see people call up and they're like, oh, when I work the press, it's like uneven. It's not pressing evenly. It's because okay, you've let those. this is happening to me. Mm -hmm. this, is ha this is happening to me right now on my juice bar. Yeah, it's, so that's, it's, that's. It's, yeah. Okay, so it's the bolts. I have so to that's tighten. from not keeping the cylinder the nuts on the cylinder tight and eventually over time it becomes uneven and then that can actually cause irreversible damage after a while so mm -hmm. so you want to make sure those stay tight it comes with our machine comes with like a big like black wrench that's what that's for mm -hmm. um and then other stuff like people will call and say like the caster wheel on the bottom, it has like turned sideways. That's just because it's not tight. You just take a, a wrench in there and tighten it up. Like that's super basic stuff. Like you can, mm -hmm. every kitchen has somebody that knows how to use a wrench. <laughs> so that's not even like you don't need a specialist to come do that. That's just mm -hmm. so somebody in your kitchen should be doing that, checking weekly and just making sure everything's tightened up. There's even uh, a YouTube video, right? With, uh, Walking yeah. through the maintenance on the next one. Yeah, Trevor, our superstar processing guy, has like a decade of experience working in actual factories. Um, he's got a nice maintenance video on our YouTube channel about doing the maintenance on the X1. And um, the number one issue we have with people calling about issue with the X1 is because of lack of maintenance. 100%. 
People that maintain their X1 have barely any problems for years. Mm-hmm. People that don't maintain it have problems at least, you know, a couple times a year they call up and have a problem. So I would say that maintenance is a big one. Uh, with the X1, we see a lot of used, people buy used X1s and then they call us and we're like, oh man, this person's in for a troublesome month of headaches trying to get this thing working because this previous user is not maintained it at all. So if you are buying a used X1, I recommend you buy it direct from Good Nature um, for that reason. So keeping stuff tight and then monthly, we recommend checking the hydraulic oil. So if there's a hydraulic leak, this can lead to the hydraulic oil slowly leaking out. And then there ends up being not enough hydraulic oil that can cause damage to the system. So you just want to make sure there's enough oil in there. You can like, uh, the details are on the, the specific details are on the maintenance guide, but you can just like dip something in the, that black reservoir just to see how high the oil level is. Um, and then also you want to make sure there's not, that doesn't get contaminated. Like there's not water in the hydraulic lines and stuff. I believe that that's all outlined in the video. Um, so that's kind of like the more hardcore maintenance. And then the important one is press bags. So obviously you want to be keeping the press bags clean. Ari, do you want to quickly outline your recommended process for cleaning the bags? Yeah. So the, the X1 has a customizable pieces where you select the blade and the speed, you know, depending on the produce. But the bag is really depending on what kind of, how fibrous the produce is. You know, that's kind of what I base it on. You know, so for most green juices, it doesn't have anything too fibrous. I kind of use a medium weave, fine weave for everything else. Uh, and then if I was doing like a plant-based milk, nut milk, I'd use a wide weave to get a richer flavor. But again, those are all personal preferences. Uh, when I clean the bags, it's important to kind of get them in water within like five, 10 minutes after you're done using it, you know, because after that, it becomes a lot more difficult to clean. Uh, you want to treat it like equipment wash, rinse, sanitize. I like the three compartment sink when it has like those sprayers. It has a little hook that kind of holds the sprayer in place. I use and hook the eyelet from the bag on there as like a second set of hands. And I'll open it up. I'll spray all the produce down that didn't get dumped initially. Reverse it, spray it again. And then I'll go through the process of wash, rinse, and sanitizing. Uh, Really important, just get it wet as soon as possible. I like to uh, soak them also like once a week or when needed uh, to keep them nice, uh, vibrant white in kind of uh, a bleach solution or some kind of sanitizer. And if you're using bleach and you're worried about uh, carryover for that, bleach dissipates really quickly. Uh, It's a approved product for a lot of certified organic operations like they'll use uh, a bleach on certain products but you can also get test strips where it'll test low level bleach uh, you put a drop of distilled water press it on the bag after you're done uh, washing it after it's done soaking 
and it will turn colors if it has over four parts per million. So it's it's really safe process as well. Yeah, just, so basically you just rinse it well enough and you're good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would say I highly recommend doing that. Keeps the bags nice and clean and white and um, safe, basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, you just go in some juice bars that clearly aren't cleaning the bags very well. It's kind of scary because they're serving raw juice made on these old filthy bags. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, make sure you clean the bags. Um, and then if bags are breaking... You're likely pressing too quickly. Mm. I will say one pain point with the X1 is that because it is so customizable, a lot of people don't understand that they're running the press too fast, right? Like the X1 yeah. Mini and M1, they have one press speed. X1 Mini has two. But the X1, like you can open the hydraulic valve, turn it all the way, and it'll press quickly. Close it all the way, it'll press really slow. Mm-hmm. And so many people just don't understand that it's better to press slowly, even though we do recommend that in all of our literature. Um, so they'll just press quickly and then they complain that they're breaking bags or bags are overflowing and stuff's coming out the top or they're getting more separation on the juice. It's because they're pressing yeah. quickly. Like That's, the default should be to press slow every time. Yeah. I, that speed, I usually set it and I just leave it. You know, slow, at, right? yeah. at a gradual speed. You know, yeah. because you don't really adjust it to go quicker or slower. And the speed of the press, I gauge that on the flow of juice, not on how quickly it's closing. You know, so the juice should be flowing from the bottom of the bag. It shouldn't be flowing from the sides of the bag. Uh, and that's like number two culprit for affecting the quality of juice, like you mentioned. So mm. you want to go gradual. I always kind of, when I train people, I always mention it's, the streams of juice should look like if you're making an espresso, you know, nice little slow streams. Yeah. If it's going too quick, just put it in neutral. The juice will catch up, but definitely take your time. Yeah. The slower, the better. It also does affect the quality of juice. Mm-hmm. You'll get less separation if you press slowly. Uh, we're so not sure you, exactly why. Um, sorry, just a question. Something that I see in, in my... Um, back of the house sometimes is I'll see that my juicers lift the bag and then press again, lift the bag and then press again. Is that a no, no, or is that a good thing to do? Or is that because my press is pressing unevenly and I need to tighten the bolts? Yeah. Tighten everything. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It usually, it, it could be from, uh, overloading the bag and mm-hmm. pressing too quickly over time. Mm-hmm. It kind of like begins to droop down really far. And then that's when usually people lift up the bag a little bit and do the second press. But yeah, it, it's most likely just tighten everything, uh, adjust it to make sure you're going slow and, and get a new bag in there. So yeah, in theory, say, you shouldn't yeah. have to do that, right? You shouldn't have to lift the bag and press again. No. Okay. No. Yeah. I mean, those bags will stretch over time. They're yeah. just cloth. So it's like, yeah. you know, um, I think that's one of the biggest problems is people just don't buy new blades and new bags. Yeah. And they really should be. Um, yeah. We do have discounts. Like if you buy five bags at a time, you get a pretty big discount on our website. That's what I would recommend. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so cleaning press, yeah, breaking bags. Yeah, people call up and complain that our bags are low quality because they keep breaking. It's always because they're pressing too quickly. 
yeah. Okay, what else? Uh, deep cleaning of the machinery. Yeah, that's that's extremely important. I think deep cleaning the entire kitchen is extremely important. So I like to, if if I'm running an operation that's running uh, continually, like every day, I like to kind of set a calendar of what I'm focused on in terms of deep cleaning. You know, if I was in a kitchen, I would have different sections like shelves, walk in, reach in, and then be able to hit those in an order. I kind of do the same thing for the juicer, you know, and match it up. Take the maintenance guide. It says daily, weekly, monthly. Add it into like your your calendar use, you know, just for like reminders. But also with the deep clean, uh, all the white parts, I make sure to soak those once a week. Add that to a calendar. Uh, just so you have that as reminders. There's a lot of times where you can get buildup on a lot of parts uh, that touch the produce. Uh, a lot of that's from starch a lot of times where it just kind of sticks to there and starts staining or looks uh, kind of weathered look. Uh, you could do a deep clean on that. Maybe use some kind of uh, descaler or uh, lime be gone or, or something that would actually break that up a little bit. There's there's organic products you can use too that'll work, but also use something a little more abrasive too. If it's stainless steel, you know, or any kind of steel, you, you could use something a little more abrasive to kind of break that up. And after it's soaking, just, just rub it a little bit and that should start cleaning that up. Yeah. Um, there's also, I'm just looking at the maintenance guide here. There's also the... Should be checking. There's a little rubber seal behind the yeah. blade. So if you look behind the blade on the X1, if you take the blade off, there's a metal knob that the blade sits on. And then behind that, there's a little rubber seal. You should make sure that... Let me just read this here. Check the black rubber shaft seal located on the grinder beneath the backing plate. Lubricate with food-grade grease if overly dry needed. The seal is sitting tight against the hopper support plate. Use a flat object like a screwdriver to move the seal forward slightly to create space. So keep the seal from rubbing and creating friction when using the grinder. The seal becomes cracked or breaks over time. Replace the seal. So what that seal does behind the blade is it keeps the juice from escaping through behind the blade and running down the machine. And that seal can wear out over time, especially if it's not lubricated. So we do recommend this food-grade grease, which we have a link for. If you look at the maintenance guide on the website, there's a link there. Um, and so that's an important part just to make sure that, like, that's a common issue that uh, people have. So just make sure that's working properly. And um, you don't want that seal rubbing right up against the back plate because since it's spinning, it will wear out faster. Yep. Or else it will make a loud noise. Happened <laughs> yeah. to me before. Even smoke <laughs> occasionally. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, but yeah, in general, the X1, you know, it's a hydraulic machine. Got to be maintaining it. And people that are really familiar with the X1 and be using it for a long time love it because, yes, it does need maintenance. Yes, stuff breaks, but you just replace the part and then it keeps running. You know, it's like a real machine mm -hmm. and things will run forever. We've had people that call in and need parts and they've had the machine for 25 years. So it's it's just a real oh. beast of a machine. Um, but it is a real machine. I think some people order it not realizing, like, okay, this is like a real machine. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's not like a little, like, you know, masticating juicer or something. 
like a real piece of equipment. All right, so that's the overview of the X1. Again, we'll place the links for the maintenance guides and videos on, in the description. Moving on to X1 Mini and M1. Okay, so the X1 is hydraulic. It means it runs on hydraulic components, which use hydraulic oil to create the pressure to close the press. The, press. the X1 Mini and M1 are pneumatic, meaning they run on an air compressor. Um, so they don't need as much maintenance as the X1, unless there's an issue. So basically the only regular maintenance you have to worry about is you should be lubricating the press rod so that that rod that pushes the press out. Um, just put a little food grade grease on there, you know, daily or weekly so that that seal doesn't wear out because that seal stops juice from coming back into the machine. If your seal is worn out, we can just send you a new seal. It's not a big deal. But uh, you do want to be doing that. Um, cleaning the hopper. So one issue I see is the inside of the hopper will get some sort of lime buildup on it after a while. And the issue that starts to cause is that the pusher becomes harder to push down and almost starts creating like this suction. And the machine becomes harder to use for your staff. So I'd say make sure you're keeping that clean um, and sort of like descaling that to keep that clean. Ari, do you have recommended cleaning procedures for that? Yeah, so it, essentially the same as the the X1. You don't wanna, I, I, prefer, I recommend definitely don't just send it through a high temp dishwasher, uh, but wash, rinse, sanitize everything by hand. Uh, like I mentioned before, sometimes it might need something a little more abrasive on the stainless steel parts uh, to kind of break up that, that lime or that buildup. Uh, but also, I don't know, it kind of works well is uh, that material, the magic eraser, the, the mel, uh, what is that material called? Melamine foam? Mm -hmm. And that actually works pretty well at kind of breaking up on the, on like the black parts of it that will have like a buildup over time. You kind of soak that for uh, like once a week, take that out and kind of scrub it with that and then wash rinse, sanitize it. And I find that actually works pretty good to build, uh, remove a lot of that buildup. Cool. Yeah. Perfect. Um, yeah. And then the blade, the, so the blade on the X1 mini and I'm on the herbivore grinder, it's not actually that important that it's sharp as on the X1. It's a different type of grinding process. The blade on the X1 is like a cheese grater basically where it spins and sort of cuts it that way. And the X1 Mini and M1, it's a little bit different. It, it, the, the actual little blade piece that's spinning, that breaks pieces off of the fruit and then it's actually pushed through the, the teeth and the grind ring on the outside. And that actually doesn't have to be very sharp. So I know people ask about that a lot. You should probably replace it once a year or something, but it's not, it's not as important to keep sharp as the X1 blade is. Mm -hmm. um, and the bags for the X1 Mini M1, if you're using the single-use bags, those you obviously just compost or throw away. But the reusable bags are the same cloth as the X1 bags, so the same cleaning and maintenance is involved there. Mm -hmm. um, and you shouldn't be breaking bags because the M1 and X1 Mini 
the press is fully contained on all four sides, so you don't you don't get that outward pressure on the sides that the bags could break, so mm -hmm. shouldn't have any issues breaking bags. Anything else on the X1 Mini or M1? Um, do you remember, Ari, I asked you, I had a, a good nature client that um, they had broken the shield on the X1 Mini, and I asked you about it, and you explained to me it was because they were, um, I don't have an X1 Mini, so I can't visualize it, but that they were pressing too hard. Do you want to maybe talk about that? Because, um, do you remember, Charlie? Yeah. I remember. Okay, so the... What, what piece was that? I think we call it the press guard. So yes. it's the clear piece that covers the press and attaches to the grinder. Right. So some people will break those. It's not from pressing too hard, it's from lowering the grinder too hard, basically. Mm, okay. So if, if, if you let the grinder drop like free fall onto the press, then that can break the press guard. Those press guards are made of like clear, um, I don't know what material it is, Triton or something or plexiglass, I'm not sure. But uh, basically, those are pretty thick. They're not that easy to break, but if you are uh, being a little rough with them, then, then mm -hmm. they can break for sure. Yeah. Oh, uh, and also, uh, sorry, go ahead. I, I think it's really important to look at all your parts you have and have backups. You yeah, know, sure. Essentially, and stuff like the the blade on X one, or you know, the the blade on a mini, or something like that. You know, just r switch them out and see if there's that big of a difference. You know, I think that's really important to kind of keep track of. Yeah, well. one part you should definitely have is an extra. We call it the agitator knob, which is what mm -hmm. holds the blade onto the machine. Yeah. If you lose that, it's really annoying because you can't use the grinder. Yeah. And it's very frustrating to people. But it's like this sort of bolt with a triangle on the end that it's custom made, mm -hmm. like we welded it in our factory. So you can't just buy one at the grocery store. So it's really, really annoying to lose that. So I would definitely, and because it gets lost kind of often because people like drop it down a drain or this like. This happened to me. Yeah. This happened. I, I walked into the back of the house. And the chef was like going nuts. And I was like, what happened? He's like, I can't press anything. I lost the knob. Yeah. And I was like, what? And I couldn't figure out what he was talking about. But he's like, Olivia, the triangle knob, it fell off. It's somewhere here. I mean, it was like had fallen behind some produce, you know, box. And we were like on our hands and knees. And he's like, I cannot live without this knob. And yeah. I was like, dude, we need yeah, to have I, a backup I mean, knob. <laughs> as a manufacturer, I wish that we have come up with something where you don't need that knob. Yeah. Because it is just the most frustrating thing to lose. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's like it pains me when when I see those orders come through on the website. I'm like, oof, somebody's yeah. not choosing mm -hmm. today. You know what I mean? It's like, you see that knob come through with like the overnight shipping? I'm like, oh, man, that poor person. <laughs> I know like, I feel, there. I actually feel bad about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so I'd definitely say have an extra one of those on hand, if, if nothing else. <laughs> mm hmm. Um, all right. And then I guess I'd like to talk about training step. Like, okay. So as the owner of the company, you might know how to maintain the machine, but how do you make sure your staff's keeping it? And I have a feeling one of you is going to recommend a log book. We'll see. <laughs> it ain't going to be me, I'm Charlie. In, I'm in the calendar <laughs> invites now. I'm in the yeah. calendar reminders. So. Oh, really? Oh, fancy. <laughs> no, but when when i train the staff i or train anyone in general 
I, I do it in three parts. I, I do a first and kind of walk them through it, explain a lot of the key points. Then I'll have that person do it while I'm watching and make, uh, you know, adjustments if needed and kind of explain if he's doing something correct or incorrect. And then I have that person train the next person while I'm there as well. You know, and I think that's kind of the best process in training someone with a machine. That's in terms of like operating it. And then after, I mean, I like to have calendar reminders for, you know, cleaning, sanitizing, like the deep cleaning of the machine, breaking it down. Uh, but definitely go through that process, the cleaning process with them and have them do it and then train someone how to do it while you're there. Chef, do you find yeah. that people are not breaking down their machine every day? Their X1? Well, I mean, they, they, they'll do it different ways. You oh, know? okay. Essentially, like, sometimes they'll, they'll kind of skip the step of pressing slowly and, and uh -huh. they'll ignore that step or, you know, and it's slight variances, like, over time add up to kind of, like, mm -hmm. bigger issues. So I, I think it's always good to have like refreshers with yeah. employees and, you know, no one's perfect. So, well, no, I mean, in terms, sorry, I mean, in terms of like at the end of the day, when production is done, do you find that people are not breaking down the machine, the X1, like taking off the chute? Yeah. Oh, yeah, really? I mean, well, they, we do that they do every that, day, but I think it's really important the way you clean the machine at the end of the day. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, Cause you got deep clean it once every four hours. Mm -hmm. I like splitting up the the green juices and then do yep. deep clean, then the rest yeah. of the juices. That's what we do, but yeah. Also, I kind of teach a process and when I'm cleaning the machine, you know, whereas the last juice of the day, I I take off all the top parts after I'm done grinding, mm -hmm. you know, the hopper, the blade, the, the little right. knobs. Yeah. And as that's pressing, once it's completely closed, I'll keep it completely pressed and, and keep running while... I wash those top portions, wash, rinse, mm -hmm. sanitize. Gotcha. Then after that's done, I empty that machine. Then I'll put the juice, let it cool, wheel the whole machine over, finish uh -huh. cleaning everything. Uh -huh. And then from that three compartment sink, I like to build the machine back up as much as I can, you know, so that all the parts are there. It's ready to go for the next day. Mm. And then you let the person come in the next day and they reassemble it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's important to, because if the person that's making juice comes in the next day and starts to use the machine that's already assembled and then it, like, oh, so-and-so from last night forgot to put the part on. That's why it didn't work or mm -hmm. something. You need to make that person that's juicing that day responsible for making sure the machine's assembled the right way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good sort of... Uh, it, it's good point. to get in the habit of putting everything in the same place, too. Yeah. All right, I think we covered everything. Is there anything else that comes to mind, guys, on maintenance? No? No. Okay. Yeah, I guess just in general, keep it clean. Keep all the nuts and bolts tight. Keep the blades sharp. Keep the bags clean and white. You should be good to go. That's it. You should make up a rhyme about how to maintain your machines. Think about that. You can make a new song. <laughs> Do a verse. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. The clean, wait, you could call that, it the clean version. It could be like the clean version oh. of the song. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> 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 ah, so All good. Right.
Everybody, have a great Friday. See you guys. Bye. Bye. It's another Friday. This week I did it my way. I made lots of juice, and now I feel a boost. Baby, say, oh, it's the way I make my juice. Press in fruits and roots. This week I did it my way. Baby, say, oh, now let's have some fun. There is nothing greater than Friday's academia.